I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcast, D, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. Hey, everybody. It is good to be recording the week before Thanksgiving, but it has been a while, Felix. Definitely. I mean, as we were saying before the pod, if we we try to record every five games, we're coming in a little belated, but if we had recorded after the five games, this would be a pretty up up-note episode. It totally would be. Last time we recorded, we ended by predicting that we would go 4-1 and one in the next five games, and we did it. And if we'd recorded then, we'd be talking about how the Warriors are 5-2, and two, they're good on the road, the team's coming together, everybody's feeling great. No, yeah, we're off to a great start, 4-1. Uh, and one. Our prediction wasn't quite correct because we said we'd lose to the Kings and win to the Cavaliers, which was flipped around, but that's okay. We're not the basketball... Pr- Nonprofits like Jasper. Uh, if you're listening, people who know will get that reference. That was a Thanksgiving 2022 reference. Oh, Here boy. we are, a Here full are. year later. Full year later. But instead, Felix, it is November 19th, mm-hmm. and last night's devastating loss to the Thunder in overtime is just, it's the low. The team is 6-8, and eight, and we got to talk about what's yeah. going on and going wrong. I mean, most of these losses have really been within 10, right? We haven't been blown out except... I think one game Thunder. Yeah, the Thunder smacked us around the other night. But otherwise, we've been competitive. We just haven't gotten over the hurdle. It could be so different. And I guess, Felix, our listeners are wondering, when are we going to talk about Draymond? Sure. So for those of you who do not know, uh, on our first – no, our second game against the Thunder, right? No. Uh, Against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Against the Timberwolves. First game against the T-Wolves, right? I think it was the – Because we played them twice in a row. That's right. The one that wasn't in season, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in-season tournament, I meant. So anyways, the first quarter, the game was still 0-0. There was this kind of tie-up between uh, Jared McDaniels. No, I'm... Yeah, Jaden McDaniel Jared and... McDaniels and Clay Thompson, where Clay Thompson kind of choked him, right? There's no easy way to say it. Choked him on a box out, and they got into a fight in the midcourt, and the fight was escalating, and Rudy Gobert, a seven-foot French guy, you know, don't want to get in a fight with him. With a very cool nickname. I I always love an opportunity to talk about the Stifle Tower. (laughs) So good at the blocks. So anyways, he started, like, slightly putting Clay Thompson in a chokehold. Draymond Green saw that from half from across half court and was like, no, sir. You know, he needs to defend his teammates, so he went flying through grabbed Gobert, pulled him into a chokehold, and choked him halfway down the court, and then shoved him onto the ground talking smack. And so you can maybe guess by the number of times Felix has used the the word choke in both the noun yes. and the verb sense I'm of really the word. In all conjugations. That this did not go over well with the NBA. Not only were both players, were, was Draymond ejected from the game right there, Clay was tossed out of the game right there, McDaniel was tossed, but then the league has had enough of Draymond. And... Um, Issued a five-game suspension. Five-game suspension, which I think why – well, let's start with this. Do you think that was deserved? No. How come? Well, here's the thing. If you want to talk about just for that specific play, it wasn't deserved. But you got to think Draymond was the person who did it, right? If it was a random player who hasn't caused any trouble in the league, maybe it would have been like a two-game suspension, right? But Draymond has this reputation, and the league ha- had pressure – to not let this bad boy Draymond Green slide, right? So I think if it was Clay Thompson who did that, it wouldn't have been as long as a suspension. The actual action isn't a five-game suspension, but 
it's really the build-up over the course of his career and the reputation he's built for himself, which has kind of escalated. Yeah, painful evidence that your reputation can help you. Sometimes great players get the benefit of the the doubt, and sometimes uh, it can be a tax, and this is what's happened to Draymond. And it's tough for us because going up against some really big teams, we could really use Draymond. I mean, should we just talk about last night? And uh, Chet Holmgren explosion. He had his best game ever. He's only 15 games into his rookie season, but he scored 36 points, 10 rebounds, and put the dagger in us with 1.6 seconds left. I'm really sorry to interrupt this, Dad, but you said benefit at the dowel, and while you went on your little NBA rant, I was thinking of a movie about the stock market and like this guy who's trying to get his company to invest, and they ultimately give him the benefit of the dowel. And they invest. Sorry, yeah, no. but I think that'd be a good movie. Someone trying to convince someone else to buy stock. The benefit of the Dow in the theaters, July twenty. When you you mean the benefit of the Dow, as in the Dow the Jones? Dow Jones, yeah. Okay, and not Dowell, which is a, a kind of like a rod, like a. Or if you want to bring it back to the NBA, the benefit of Norman Powell, the benefit a small forward. Uh, I think last seen in. I think that would be. I don't know how many people would listen to a podcast called "The Benefit of Norman Powell." It'd be very (laughs) small, but I'm sure he has his fans. I mean, if he that's yeah, the benefit, the benefit of Norman Powell. How did we go off on that? Okay, Chet Holmgren, one point six seconds last night, right? So Chet Holmgren, seven foot two, technically still a rookie. He was drafted last year, but didn't play a single game. Is kind of like Wembenyama comparably. He had thirty five points, single handedly defeated us. And the game last night was pretty wild because Wiggins, who had previously been how what percent? Like 13? I mean, 30% from three. 13, right? Yeah. 13% from three, had only hit two in Chase Center, hit five last night. And 1.6 seconds, he hit a buzzer, almost a buzzer beater, and Chet Holbergen responded with 1.6 seconds left to drain a three and bring us into overtime. And I'm going to just pause for a second and ask our, our, our fans to go with us. We're, we're kind of going in loops. This is a, not a very linear episode of Untucked Shorts, but I want to go back a moment and just freeze frame here. The reason I think we have gone from being five and two to six and eight mm-hmm. is because we can't get enough other people scoring besides Steph Curry. I mean, and Wiggins, okay. I would put at the top of that list until last night. I mean, he has been in, I don't know, the worst slump of his career, certainly a terrible beginning to the season. I mean, I said at the half last night, right? Curry finished with only 15 in the beginning of the first half. Clay had, who was getting himself involved with 10. Wiggins had like nine. Kaminga had nine. Like, People were getting buckets. But the wheels came off in the second half, except for Wiggins. Yeah. I mean, Wiggins really had a breakthrough. So now let's bring us back to that critical last 1.6 seconds of the game. So we were defending with 1.6 seconds left. The commentators were saying it. Everyone who knows a bit about basketball is saying it. Foul them because they'll only get two free throws, right? And they won't even get an opportunity to shoot a three and the game will be over. For some reason, not sure, Steve Kerr, thought differently and chose not to foul and defend and when Chet Holmgren a seven foot two guy rises up there's no point in contesting right so he drained that three and I I think there's a lot of things to point fingers at over the past six games and why we've lost them uh you could say Steph Curry was injured for a portion that's right right? he missed two games you could say Clay was cold as he is to the beginning of most seasons but I hate to say it I think Kerr's coaching is really What's bringing us down? There you have it. 
Untucked Shorts episode 57. I don't know that we've ever really come down hard on Steve Kerr, even through all the ups and downs. But this one, this loss last night, that could be on him and that decision not to foul. And just this this strange inability to win at home. I was thinking today, it's okay if I take this for one more soundtrack besides the benefit of Norman, Norman Powell. Which, by the way, was a, a sidetrack from your... Benefit of the Dowel. Benefit of the Dowel, which, which was a... Stock anyway, market. right. Okay, okay. yeah, so take Anyways, us. Here we go. Take us there. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Superman has an alternate Superman called a Bizarro Superman, right? So it's like sure. his villain mirror, right? That's right. So there's Superman and there's Bizarro Superman, and I think this season we're kind of like... The bizarro dubs from what we've seen last season. Last season we were what, like thirty and eight in our building. Or yeah, that's true. Thirty three like and eight. We only lost eight. eight times all season last year. We've already lost six times. We've already lost six at home. So I feel like we're kind of the bizarro dubs from last season, just totally flipping the script on what we thought was going to happen. We talked about our key keys to the game at the beginning of the season, not dropping road games, but we didn't even talk about. Holding down home court. We just assumed that that would be there. And Felix, we're going to go to the Rockets game on Monday night, so we got to check this out in person. We got to. I think we have yes. some investigation to do because, as much as you're pointing the finger at Steve Kerr and he does bear responsibility, I think some of this might be on the hometown crowd. There was a sequence with 125 left in the fourth or something, and Curry hit like this dagger from 35 feet. Yeah. Right. And Kalena was talking about how you can't ever not be in love with this man. That's you right. You can't not enjoy it, right? He was like, every single moment I see this, I enjoy it, and it's pure. The fans weren't reflecting that. It was a crazy shot. Maybe there's some justice, and I know you, your feelings on karma. Maybe it's a little like, all right, Warriors fans, you're getting a little spoiled here. You just think you can show up a little bit late for a home game against a team that's good but not, not mm-hmm. considered a title contender this year and which is going to be a cakewalk? No such I luck. I mean, how... I think the front row and the crowds are the ones that are heard most, and it's great. I know a lot of people who have front row who are really pumped to be there, but I feel like half of them are just talking business. I hope we don't get any negative mail for calling out the fans here for part of the reason why we're not doing well mm-hmm. at home, but I do think that that energy is a part of it, especially, as you mentioned earlier, so many of these are close games. So, all right, Felix, before we take a break, and we're going to do some predictions about the next five games after the break, Anything else to say about this bizarro season and how we get out of this losing streak? What team is Norman Powell on? Okay. It seems like it might be time for a break. I think he's Is he on the, still on the Clippers? Or did he get cha- All right. We'll look into that while we're on a break. Thanks, everybody. Okay, Episode 57 of Untucked Episode Shorts. Episode 57 starting out good. We'll be back in a moment. to segment two of episode 57. We conclude the break questioning some NBA quick trivia on what team Norman Powell is on. Mark was correct, the LA Clippers. But that aside, Mark, let's look at our next five games. We have got some critical matchups coming up. I think finally we catch a bit of a break in the season scheduling. I think we learned the other day that we had one of the hardest schedules playing against all these teams with very successful records. I mean, just like uh, to mention that the only... People who had a harder schedule than us were the poor San Antonio Spurs. Oh, that's true. Poor Wemby. Welcome to the NBA. Welcome. One of the teams we're going to see in the next five. But upcoming in the next five, let's see. We got the Rockets on Monday. Just just give us the overview. Next five. Who else are we playing? The Rockets on Monday, followed up by a road game in Phoenix against the Suns. 
Uh, then continuing that southwestern voyage to San Antonio, making their start to the season even harder, hopefully. Then we come back up here to the Kings and conclude with the Clippers, an all-West Coast kind of... Uh, Does it feel to you like we play the Kings every two weeks? Yeah, I feel like we got to... I mean, I know Draymond stepped on Sabonis last year, but I feel like they got to be chill with it now because of the amount of time they've spent with each other. Well, they're def- well, and I think, is that going to be the fifth game of his suspension? He's had two, so... That should be. Yeah. Yep. So he'll come back for that one. Oh, so he'll that'll come be back. intense. Poor oh DeMontis is not looking forward to that. All right, so predictions, Felix. Um, against the Rockets at home, we really need a win. We need this so badly. Like, I can't even enunciate. I think it's going to be stressful in that building, and yeah. I hope the Is fans... Is enunciate the right word? Uh, it depends what you're trying to say. Pronounce? No. Yes. To enunciate is to say something no, very clearly. No, to make it clear how yeah. much we need this win. That's a better way of putting it. Okay. We really need this win. We really need this win really badly. <laughs> that, that should be a better way. So we play the Rockets on Monday. Okay, so the Rockets have feisty defense led by our arch nemesis, Villain Brooks, Villain Fred Brooks. Van Fleet, Sangoon. I mean, they're um, a strong team. Yeah, they, got a, they have a better record than us right now. Yeah, as I said, they're kind of the island of misfit toys, but they're, they have some good coaching and they're better than us. I think the beginning of the season is always kind of jumbled in the West, and then it does straighten out later yeah. later on in the season. I think we need to, and we could grab this win. Curry back, showing that that knee problem wasn't really affecting him. Uh, who do you think needs to step up in this predicted win? Well, I'm kind of wondering whether this is going to be a Steph Curry going off. I've had enough. I'm just going to win this by myself, kind of like we saw in that critical game against the Kings where he went for like 50, and I was just like, I'm just doing it because I've, I've enough of this nonsense. What I'd really like to see is I'd like to see Wiggins bi- score 25 little- or score you know 20 to 25. This is the first – last night was the first time he scored more than 20 all season. He scored, went for 31. He Hopefully it got a lot of confidence back with those three-pointers in the fourth quarter. So I would like to see Wiggins continue that, get a little more balance. But I don't know. Do you think uh, – we haven't really talked much about the rookies, Trace Jackson-Javis and uh, Pajemski. See, I was just going to get to that. Pajemski, the only reason why we're uttering or muttering – boy, I'm really off my vocab today. The only reason why we're mentioning this St. Clair's rookie's name is because against the Timberwolves, uh, we were losing by 12, right? A little flashback. Uh, we're losing by 12 with a minute left. Pretty much garbage time, yeah. Garbage time, and so the rookies were in, and he scored eight points in 40 seconds. He just had himself a little 100% field goal percentage night. Yeah. It was wild, and so we were like, okay, domination, let's let's get this dude some minutes. And so he got Steve Kerr's with, attention, especially right? Especially with Curry out in that second game against yeah. the Timberwolves because we played them twice in a row. He had a 23-piece on, like, five assists and six rebounds. He's a feisty guy. That was also the game where Draymond and Clay got thrown out in the first minute and a half, so he yeah. had to get a lot of minutes. So yeah. he got a lot of minutes, and he proved to us that those minutes were worthy, and we, we barely lost that game eventually. It kind of slipped away from us in the fourth, but we had that game. Well, I think I think – Against the Rockets, we're going to need a lot of athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Pajemski and, and Kaminga, I hope, has another good game. Usually Kaminga does well when we're in the building. Yeah, Kaminga usually isn't altered by the team's kind of morale, right? I think it's partially because he's a young guy. Yeah. Like if Curry's doing bad, then Clay may do bad. But Kaminga's kind of in his own little bubble 
especially with some uh, some younger classmen. So hopefully that works for him and Moody. So I'm going to say we win the game. We win break it. this but streak. We need to win it. We need to win we it. We can't oh my God. hope it needs to happen. Then okay, we play the Suns on the road. If we have a satisfactory win against the Rockets, which kind of actually does mean a lot, if we have a satisfactory win, I think we could steal this Suns game. Yeah, I think this is where being on the road without Draymond, I just don't think we have enough answers for their firepower. I think between Booker and Durant, and, and if Beal is healthy, uh, and Nurkic is there pounding inside against Looney, I don't, I don't think, uh, even though we've been really good on the road, I don't think we win in Phoenix. I think it could happen. I'm going to stay hopeful here because if we're a championship team this year, which I think we still are even after this bumpy start, this is where we start showing it, right? This is where we show how we react against really good teams on the road shorthanded, right? And if you're a championship team, you win this game. So I predict a win. You predict a loss. That's okay. Then we play San Antonio on the road. I mean, this is a team that we should we should handle. I think I'm going to look for Clay. Yeah. Yeah, Clay's been having a slow start, but this is expected, right? Yeah. This is how it was last season. I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you're a little more patient and help people remember. We, that we this gotta is remember. Not... Like, do, do you remember what his three point percentage was before he hit 14 threes in the game? Like, we were at game 26 That's in right. Chicago, and he'd only hit like nine threes the whole season, right? Yeah. So I think let him be. He will come alive. Maybe a little early Christmas gift to us, right? It's not January or February, but he can still... I think Clay could go for as much as, like, 27 on solid five. He needs a breakout night, kind of like Wiggins had last night. So and it sounds like we think they're going to win in San Antonio. Yep, so, so I have three wins. Then we play the Kings at home. I know how you feel about the Kings at home. I don't think we're going to do it. But see, to me, that's Draymond's first game back. And even if he's a little rusty, I think he's got, he's got to prove to his teammates that he knows that he put them in a hole. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the question is, we only beat them by one with De'Aaron Fox out, I think, a couple weeks ago. So. That's the thing. And then also, I don't feel like more old people... Like, Draymond's old, no offense to him, and redemption games for veterans are not eminent, right? Like, mm. Shea had, like, a terrible night on our first matchup against the, the Thunder, yeah. and then last night he dropped 40, yeah. right? And if you're a rookie or if you're a young guy and you're frustrated... You can have a crazy night. If you're an old guy and you're frustrated, you worry about getting a technical, right? So I don't think Dre's going to deliver in that game. I think we're going to still need to feel ourselves out a little more, little bit more and kind of find out where we are. And I'm guessing you think we're going to lose? Yeah, lose to the Kings. Which then brings us to our fifth and final game of the next set. Clippers. Norman Powell's team. Norman Powell. Well, it's been a minute since we talked about this guy. I would like to give him the benefit of the Norman Powell. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be really fun. We haven't played yeah. the Clippers yet this year. Harden's on the team now. They finally won a game since he joined. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, he transferred from Philadelphia. Finally got a one-way ticket out of Philly. Yeah. It sounded like a work meeting. He transferred from Philadelphia. He got traded. <laughs> he did. He did get sent Happily to the L.A. Traded. office of the National Basketball Association. So I think I think we could win this one. I think it's going to be fun all around. They have a lot of firepower, but it's not really kind of blending together. Yeah, and I mean, Westbrook and Harden are two people that we... Uh, would you agree with me that we think of as um, hugely talented? Mm-hmm. They've both, I think, been MVPs. Right. But... I wouldn't want them on my team. No. They're they're total poison pills. No. I mean, the only thing you got to think about is that they have 
played together before. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Right? Like, a long time ago. If you meet a starting lineup of Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George in 2019, yeah. you'd go running out and you'd be praying to play Euroball. Like, you wouldn't want to be in this league. It'd be game over. The one thing, Felix, and this is for some special longtime Untuck Shorts fans that I bring this up right now. The Clippers did just suffer a very serious injury to their backup big man. They still, I believe, have Zubac at the five, mm-hmm. but Mason Plumlee no. hurt his MCL and is out. Oh, that could be it for yeah. Plum Dog. So the Plum Dog. Plum Dog. We might want to take a little moment. We might no want to take a little moment here and honor the Plum Dog. We didn't even mention that we're using our uh, high-end oh, yeah, uh, well, podcasting our equipment, new equipment again. again. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Oh, boy. Plum Dog will lace up his shoes no more, probably, for the NBA. But I predict it's a win. I think it could be a happy win. I think Curry's going to do well. They have Terrence Mann, right? And yeah, I think he's Terrence, still there. I think Terrence Mann is always someone I've looked at, especially for his defense, his on-ball defense. He's kind of like a Lou Dort who's just going to – be grabbing onto your jersey. Yeah, He's not going to let Curry go at all. So it's going to have to be some other people on top of him. So, Felix, you're predicting 4-1 and one in the next five games, which would be an incredible turnaround after incredible we have now back. just been on an 0-6 losing streak. So we really need it. And I really, I'm predicting a 3-2. and two. I don't think we win in Phoenix. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that Kings game. I think there's something to it. Sooner or later, the Kings are going to beat us. Uh, I think we've owned them the last eight times. But... If that's true, we will once again have a winning record and we'll be above 500. And then maybe we can reset the season at approximately the quarter mark of this year. And I think, Felix, um, that's it. That's it for 57. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Untucked Shorts. Good enunciation. Yeah. That That was good use of the word enunciation. I think I wasn't enunciating clearly. Okay, cool. All right, that's it. See you next time, guys.